So the other day, my uh, I brought my daughter to work uh, here at the European Investment Bank, and uh, she asked me, where's the money? You should have introduced her to our guest today. He's the guy whose job it is to know where the money is, how much money there is, exactly what's happening to it, because he's the head of back office treasury. No, but that's, uh, that's very interesting because you know I've been I've been in most on on most floors of the bank. I haven't seen the money, so it'll be interesting to hear where where the money comes from. You should have gone in the back office, but today you can. Hmm. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that every week you'll find out fantastic stuff about finance from a Dictionary of Finance podcast from the European Investment Bank. Next week, we will have KYC. I won't tell you what that is just now. You'll soon know that's a clue, in fact. So today on a Dictionary of Finance, back office treasury. We're joined by Francisco Castro Gutierrez, who is the head of back office treasury. So we've definitely got the right guy here at the European Investment Bank. Uh, Francisco is originally from Spain. Did you bring any great Spanish traditions uh, with you to Luxembourg? Well, uh, I'm half French, half Spanish. So it's true that I'm, I have a Spanish passport, but I've been educated in France. But yes, I do have uh, brought, nevertheless, uh, some tradition, flamenco guitar. Uh-huh. I used to be, uh, let's say, many, many years ago, uh, a good player. And then uh, gradually my level uh, went down and down. But uh, I start again to play with children. So oh, hope, we're uh, gonna we're gonna test you out on this. We didn't have we don't have a guitar right here. But can you give us a little touch of rasgueado? Oh, that was really wow, that's uniform. Cool. It's a dictionary of finance, but in this case, it's a dictionary of music. What do you but, call that in flamenco? Rasgueado. Ah, and that's with where the you. Five what, what does it mean? Oh, it's a five finger. Yeah, basically you you play the the string with uh, the the four fingers, uh-huh. not the thumb, and uh, it give a, a rhythm, uh, an accelerated rhythm to to your guitar play. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh wow! Hmm. Wow! We'll have to put some of the uh, the flamenco music, music into the podcast. Yes. Maybe in the background, as Francisco is talking about bank office treasury. Yes. Let's get to that right now. Before we get to what is back office treasury, we need to know what is treasury. What's the treasury at a bank? Yeah, it's a it's a huge question. So um, basically, to make it short, maybe uh, it controls and manages the bank's money. So basically, what you have in your pocket, uh, in terms of capital or liquidity, to make sure that the cash is available for the business activity. So for EIB, the lending activity. So so treasury does. You look at what sums we have to pay out to our clients over a certain period of time, and you make sure that we have at that moment the relevant currencies available on our accounts. Yes, absolutely. So you're right to say that the the, the treasury of the bank it's not only one currency; it's mm-hmm. many. So we manage about fourteen different currencies. The main one being, of course, the euro, but. There are also many others. The dollar, the GBP is also a major currency. So when when we don't have them in cash available to give them out tomorrow, where do we have them then? Yeah, so the, where is basically the money coming from? Mm-hmm. Is that your question? So um, like you and me, 
basically, uh, you face spending. So the bank is facing the spending. So for you, it will be to pay your uh, children education, your mortgage, etc. So potential investment that you have here and there. And your inflow is basically your salary or other revenues. So for the bank, it is about for the revenue what the bank is able to borrow on the capital market. Mm-hmm. And on the lending side, it's basically the expense that the bank has uh, to face. Mm-hmm. So in the middle, you have the treasury. The treasury is indeed at any moment you should be able to uh, face your uh, payment. Mm-hmm. So on the lending, you need to pay when we have an agreed date for disbursement. But also on the capital market, when the bond has to be redeemed, you need to make sure that you can also pay back your uh, your bond mm-hmm. redemption. But, but when we when we raise money, uh, or let's not talk about specifically about EIB, but when a bank uh, raises money by issuing bonds, for example, they get all of that money from investors, and maybe they don't need to pay that money out immediately to to its clients. Where where do we put where do we put that money in between? Yeah, so it's exactly the the purpose of the treasury. So you're right to say that when we borrow the cash, it doesn't mean that we lend the same day or tomorrow to the lending activity. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, uh, on the Boeing, uh, on the capital market, you basically uh, raise the fund in the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. So 80% of the borrowing program is done from January to June. And then, uh, au fil de l'eau, if I may say, uh, from January to uh, December, we disburse the, the lending activity with a big, big peak on the last quarter. Mm-hmm. So. Here, yes, you have that first effect where you have a treasury that will grow from January to June because the capital market will raise the fund and then your treasury will pass basically from 50 billion to somewhere close to 100 billion in June, mm-hmm. July. Mm-hmm. And then gradually, your treasury will diminish from July to December from 100 billion to 50 billion. Mm-hmm. When you're paying the money out exactly. to the people who you've agreed to loan money to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, is the Treasury an entirely back office function? It's it's all back office. It's not all back office. And so the Treasury first starts with the front office. Then after we have uh, in fee implemented since September last year, a middle office. And now we have a back office, so the traditional back office, uh, who supports the front activity. Okay, so let's, let's go through them all by one by one. Uh, you, you mentioned fee. That's the financial directorate that that does all of this that we that you were describing. What did the front office people do? They interact with the investors buying the bonds. Is that right? So in there, there are different front offices in fee. So mm-hmm. you have the front treasury and okay. you have also the front borrowing okay. on the capital market. So there are two different departments. Okay. The so let's market. stick with let's, treasury. Let's stick with yes. the treasury. <laughs> so, so, the front, so the front office of the treasury, what did they, what did they do? So to, uh, I will take a, a normal day. So basically to understand uh, what the, the back and the front, how they, they, they interact. So very early in the morning, around 7 p.m., uh, the, the back office people arrive in the bank to do very important task, the reconciliation of all the accounts and all the position in all currencies and all portfolios. So it means that if uh, I was expecting, for example, some cash inflow yesterday, but for a reason or another, the counterparty did not manage to pay me on time, there is a possibility that we are short 
uh, the next day. Mm -hmm. So for this, we have a claim processing, but for the front office, what is important to know is if we are short, they need to take a decision. They might say, okay, I want that account to be short and we, you, you manage this via the claim processing, or if the amount is too strategic or too important, they might want to fund the short position. So very early in the morning, the reconciliation allows with the cash management to give to the front office around 8.30 in the morning a position for T, T plus 1, T plus 2. So t t t meaning today. today, today, today plus one day, okay. today plus two days. Okay. So this is the short vision of the cash management. And then on top of that, we produce also another uh, report called liquidity planning, which gives you basically the, the, the long term vision until the next 18 months uh, so that the front office can also anticipate some cash outflow and also some borrowing potentially where they need to fund uh, the account to meet the disbursement. And if the front office decides, you know, they don't want to leave that position short, as you mentioned, they would then, they're the ones who go into the currency markets and and trade exactly. so that they can get the currency to cover that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. okay. so and, and, I, and I guess the objective is to, to make sure that the, uh, that the time um, lag is is as small as possible. So if we if we know that we're going to have to pay out X amount to clients in X currency tomorrow, then you will try to make sure we have that money by tomorrow morning. You're not going to have that money ready sitting in our account two weeks in advance. Exactly. What you say is absolutely relevant. So what uh, the treasury aims at is to be squared at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, the purpose of a good treasury is to have zero euro in your pocket. Okay. It means that all the inflow that you have received during the day has been invested on the market. Okay. If you remain uh, long, it's, there is a kind of inefficiency in your treasury management. Okay. But again, where, where is the money when it's not in our account? So we've, we've issued bonds, we've raised the money from the investors. It's kind of come to us, but it's not sitting on our accounts ready to be handed out. Where, where does it, where do you put it in between? So when we cash in the, the, the bond, mm -hmm. it, it arrives in a bank correspondent account that the bank has opened. So for mm -hmm. example, with a big bank correspondent. I will not give a name here because it's uh, irrelevant, but a bank correspondent. And from that point, the Treasury front office has already anticipated the arrival of the funds, and they have already, two mm -hmm. days uh, before, uh, committed the bank for a money market transaction. They have maybe bought securities. Mm -hmm. uh, they have uh, done an FX swap. So they have a different panoply of instruments. And based on each instrument, each one has its uh, own purpose, they are able to make sure that all the cash has gone from the account. So it's somewhere sitting at the counterparties, uh, uh, different accounts. And, and everybody does the same. So it's at a certain point, the, the, the cash is flowing everywhere. Okay. And then, and then we kind of call that cash in when we need to uh, pay it out to a, to a client. Exactly. So let's take a concrete example. Mm -hmm. Uh, we know that in 10 days from now, we will uh, have to disburse 1 billion euro in a very important project for the lending activity. So today, what the back office will say very early in the morning to the, the front office is, in 10 days from now, 
1 billion has to be disbursed. So the liquidity planning will show a short position of 1 billion. Mm -hmm. So the front office, looking at that, will look at the day before, and they, they might decide, okay, yes, I am uh, long by 1 billion, so I will make sure that my treasury transaction will mature the day when I need to disburse. Mm -hmm. So they, they might decide on different uh, type of instruments, but what is important is that the day we need to disburse, the cash should come on the account. So the, so the back office of the treasury uh, is really about keeping track of the needs of the bank and then kind of uh, giving, uh, giving the front office uh, uh, an insight of you know, what, how much is needed. Yeah. What, what, what are other kinds of tasks that the back office of the tre treasury does? Yeah, so we, we spoke about the reconciliation, the cash management and liquidity planning. So then when all those reports arrive at 8.30 on the desk of the mm -hmm. front, the front office starts to trade. And when they trade, after there is another activity in the back office, which is about verifying and validating the transaction. So basically, when the, the, the front has started to transact, The, the, the back office will verify and validate the transaction. So how it works in principle, two front offices agree on a deal, mm -hmm. and then the back office of each uh, bank mm -hmm. will confirm what the front has done. So basically, we will exchange messages, confirmation messages via Swift, to say, okay, yes, we have uh, made, for example, a money market deposit with you. Do you confirm that it is 500 million? for 10 days at uh, X percent, uh, mm -hmm. and then if the, the confirmation match, mm -hmm. then there is what we call a settlement process. So here, we indeed instruct a cash movement. So most of the time, it can be same day value, but it can be T plus one, T plus two, depending on the instrument. So two day plus one day, two day plus two days. And at the value date, the cash indeed move from the bank correspondent of EIB mm -hmm. to the counterparty bank correspondent. Okay. So that's what we call an exchange of cash based on SSI, Settlement Instruction uh, Information. Okay, so that's the settlement. You mentioned SWIFT, so that's, that's like a software for exchanging, like if I exchange messages with, with Matt, I would do it over I don't know, Facebook Messenger or something. Swift is a similar thing for, for banks to exchange messages amongst themselves. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, and, and there you have a, it's like if I, <coughs> if I go on my online bank account, I, I put in, you know, I want to send money to, you know, the, the, my, whoever is uh, renting me my house. It's the same kind of a thing for, for banks, but for a lot more money. Exactly. So okay. indeed, SWIFT is used uh, most of the time by the banking industry as a message to instruct big payment. For retail banking, there are different modes of payment, uh, but uh, well, for, for EIB, we indeed use SWIFT messages. When I go onto my online bank to pay my phone bill or something like that, uh, I sometimes get a little bit nervous before I press the button at the end, and I'm not talking about an awful lot of money, but you just mentioned sending a message saying, oh, 500 million euros. When you press that button, how do you feel? Do you feel a little nervous? Do you... Hey, we, we, we do, and it's, and it's much more than 500 million, because to give you an example, in terms of volume, last year we settled 
8.5 trillion euro in the back office treasury. Oh, so wow. it's uh, about 16 times the balance sheet of the bank. That so it's a lot of back and forth, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, because the, the wheel of the, the treasury is very small. So uh, I was saying between 50 to 100 billion. So that wheel has an average maturity below three months. While the wheel of the borrowing, it's about seven to eight years. Mm -hmm. And the wheel of uh, the, the lending activity in the maturity, it's about 10 years, for example. So those wheels are very, very slow. So out of the 8.5 trillion that we have settled last year, 8 trillion relates to pure treasury activity. Hmm. Hmm. It's a lot and of I, cash. And I guess there's, there's, there's got to be like limits, like uh, how much you are allowed to press the button for and how in, and from what some onwards you need to have three other people to validate uh, yes. okay so indeed uh, there are uh, very very uh, stringent control so uh, it's not only one person who can uh, be authorized to process the payment so in the chain you have always a principle of six size an inputter mm -hmm. so most of the time the front when he trade he has mm -hmm. to input his transaction and then okay. there is a verificator in the back office treasury mm -hmm. and a validator Okay. So, and then, of course, uh, if people uh, uh, fail, uh, there is an issue on the settlement uh, process. But most of the time, again, we do it's very rare that we instruct same-day value. So if there is an issue, we have time to spot it, correct it, and process it again. Mm -hmm. How long does it take, usually? Uh, two years ago, it took for a normal trade four hours. Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of time. Okay. And uh, now we are below 30 minutes. Okay. And the goal is really to be, for a simple trade, below 10 minutes. Okay. And there is no reason why it should take more than 10 minutes. When you think about that, when the trade, the traders agree on a, on, a, on a transaction, then after, if it is absolutely fully STP, the, the transaction can be inputted directly in the front system. So we use finance kit as a front system and front to back. The, the, the verification validation can go very, very quick if the message exchanges matches. But what if, what if the back office guy is out for coffee or something? It's like, it, then it takes 10 minutes longer, right? Alors, he's got to be right. He's got to be in physically in front of his computer to press the button, right? Yeah. So, so basically, they, there is indeed a team of people who are uh, spending their time verifying, validating. But you imagine they don't do only that. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, they have uh, also meeting to manage projects. Sure. We are really, really uh, demanding in terms of projects. And the project relates to what? Most of the time to the, the infrastructure changes that happen um, since the crisis uh, everywhere in the, in the banking industry. So we were, maybe you heard about Target 2 security, which is the Euro system uh, settlement for the securities. So. Ah. But we, the bank, for example, last year, on the 10th of July, went live to Target 2. So for the Euro system, what we call RTGS, real-time growth settlement. So instead of going through a bank correspondent, the bank now settled its Euro cash directly via the central bank of Luxembourg. So we collateralize our position. We put security, eligible security at the BCL, which allow us basically to have... The a BCL is the Central Bank of Luxembourg. Exactly, mm -hmm. Central Bank of Luxembourg. And the, the beauty of the, the RTGS, or the real time Growth Settlement of the Euro system, is that when you collateralize your position, you can pay mm -hmm. according to the amount you have collateralized. So if we have, for example, a bond redemption today of 5 billion, I just need to put 5 billion of collateral 
eligible quota at the BCL, and then I can pay very early in the morning my 5 billion so that the paying agent can process after the payment to all the bond holders of EIB, which is very dangerous if you do not have access to the central bank because uh, before July last year, what happened is that if you have to redeem a bond of 5 billion, mm -hmm. basically you need to rely on your bank correspondent to give you an intraday facility, overdraft facility, so that you can process the payment to your IPA, your issuing paying agent, before noon, before you might have received the inflows that should fund your bond redemption, mm -hmm. coming from the lending activity and or the treasury instrument. Mm -hmm. And for the cut-off time of the euro, it's until six o'clock in the afternoon. Hmm. So nobody guarantee you that before noon, you, you will have already cashed in uh, hmm. those inflows. Oh, it sounds uh, very time sensitive. And, and you have these requests both from the, from, the, from the borrowing side and the lending side. So both of these sides may need you to have cash ready to pay out, right? Yes, exactly. You need always to have the cash uh, ready to pay out. So it's not a, a question of day. It's more and more focused on intraday. Hmm. And the regulation today, it's one of the big challenges in the banking system, uh, is everywhere. So the, in the US, for example, the regulator already impose uh, to the, the, the clearing uh, partners to have some capital requirement based on peak of intraday uh, they provide to their clients. Wow, we're, well, I really hope we're not missing any payments during the time you're spending here talking to us. So we, uh, <laughs> no, no, very, very time sensitive. But like, just uh, yeah. I have one one other question. You mentioned middle office. I, I sort of understood what is the front office and the back office. What's their relationship? What does what's middle office do? The the middle office is here to verify all the type of uh, activity. So market. Uh, reliability. So when, for example, uh, the, the front agree on a deal, mm -hmm. does it fit exactly the, the market? Uh, basically, just to make sure that when you trade, you don't trade 5% on the money market deposit when the market trades at 1%. Uh, so they, they do this type of check. To kind of assess the accuracy of, of what yeah. the front office has, a, has, has done. Agreed if to they do. have not uh, taken position, which are completely irrelevant compared to what the market is trading today. Ah, okay. as, as it is time sensitive, we won't keep you here all day. But I do have one last question, which is you mentioned a lot of technology and how it's changed you know, with the Target 2. Yeah, target so two, all yeah. these different technological developments and so on. What is changing now in, in the Treasury? Is there some, some technology coming along that's going to change the way you do your job over the next couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, fundamental in uh, all back offices. Uh, the, the future looks like a little bit like that. Th there is and there was um, already some uh, automatization uh, and simplification of processes. So. Here, what we are talking about is really uh, simplify, streamline the process and try already to, to put in place uh, what we call a robotization, so ARPA. Uh, so ARPA? Robot, yeah, so robot process automation. Okay. What does it mean concretely? It's to automate uh, tasks which are repetitive, for example. So when we are talking uh, booking, of uh, five cents, uh, one euro, uh, but basically instead of having one staff member to, to crunch the data in the system, you have an algorithm, which is called a robot, that will do that for you. Mm -hmm. 
mm -hmm. based on the reconciliation discrepancy. So, if, exa mm -hmm. for example, I expect today 100 million, and the counterparty gave me 100 million plus five cents. Mm -hmm. But instead of uh, saying that this does not match, it match, but I book a five cents uh, booking in my uh, in my um, in my uh, back office system. Mm -hmm. It can be also reporting activity. It can be verification activity. What's better to match two SWIFT together? If internally I expect 100 million, I receive a SWIFT message from my counterparty with all the terms of the trade, maturity, amount, currency, etc. But the human eyes is reliable, but not as much as a robot. The robot, when it says, yes, it match, it match. Mm -hmm. They don't cross the eyes uh, with one or hmm. zero to less. So all those activities will happen. So we have uh, for this year two uh, proof of concept to develop uh, robotization in the back office. And this is only the beginning. Hmm. Next year, we aim at deploying all that to a much larger scale in the back office. And it's not only for EIB. This will happen everywhere in the, in the banking system. Hmm. So this is the first stage. So we, we spoke lean management, robotization, and then in two, five years from now, and it exists already in certain uh, area, you have uh, what we call the, the machine learning. So okay. this will allow basically your automation to become intelligent. On the security uh, world, for example, when you have uh, corporate actions, mm -hmm. so which is basically a coupon payment, for example, uh, you, you might have a robot which is intelligent enough mm -hmm. to analyze the type of swift message that you have received mm -hmm. and instruct the, the, the front office on the position that we have received intraday. For example, the coupon, it's most of the time uh, cashed in upon receipt of funds. So when the issuer will pay the coupon, then the custodian will pay you on your bank account. Mm -hmm. But this, of course, you need to have an intraday monitoring, which is very, 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 very effective. And a robot for that can be intelligent enough to say, okay, yes, I recognize that the cash-in corresponds from the coupon that I've been instructed two days ago, and therefore I will change the position of the front immediately so that they know that they need to place 100 million immediately. Hmm. So that's the future. It doesn't sound like uh, the future of, of back office treasury is going to get less complicated. Does it? <laughs> it sounds like a very, very, uh, very, very difficult thing to manage. So we're glad we've got you doing it. That's for sure. The, yeah, it is uh, indeed the complexity is the volume, the, of course, the complexity of the, the trade, because treasury is uh, by definition uh, you need to understand the, the instrument, and this is uh, it requires some education. But you can you can imagine that many many back offices will uh, will uh, lay off part of their staff. Mm -hmm. But on the because contrary, of the robot. because of the robot. Mm -hmm. But on the contrary, you need also people to manage the robot. It's exactly what happened in the automotive industry mm -hmm. in the 60s, when basically uh, you had a production line with people uh, manufacturing the cars, and then gradually the robots arrive, physical robots, to put your car together. Mm -hmm. In the back office, it will arrive the same way. Instead of being robot, it will be algorithm. Mm -hmm. But you need people to control that the algorithm doesn't become crazy. You need also people to make sure that uh, at a certain point you, you code uh, well your robot. And when you have interaction with your accounting, with your risk management, when there are changes 
in those areas, the, the downstream system, your robot also captures the change required and the algorithm is also changed. So you need different skills of people, people who are um, yes, able to manage robots rather than managing only the transaction itself. Mm -hmm. Francisco, thank you so much for explaining this. We should let you go back to your desk so you can trade, what, another three, four billion euros, something like that, this afternoon. To, today, yes, we had uh, 55 billion euros to, to trade. It's not a big day. Really? Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. so, How about so, you? A uh, lot more than, than I did, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I had a big lunch. Yeah. It wasn't 55 billion, <laughs> but uh, that's so much. So to our listeners, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you'll get uh, experts like Francisco appearing out of your phone by magic every week. If you subscribe, you can subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, all the other places where you can get podcasts and be in touch with us. Uh, I'm at EIB Matt, M-A-T-T. -T. And I'm at Dollar Tankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. -L -L -E and if you subscribe, it's like a robot. Uh, the, the robot in your phone pulls a new episode of the podcast into your phone every day. And next week, that new episode will be on KYC. If you don't know what that is, well, then you better listen next week. And now in the meantime, because he's not a robot and he's actually a very creative guy. Francisco, bit. play us out with a little rasgueado. Rasgueado. Ole! Ole!